What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Duality Podcast, where our mottos have been comfortably uncomfortable. My name is Ian Perez, joined by Jonathan Mezcado, Victor Rivera, and Chris Zora. We're four ordinary dudes with extraordinary dreams. Jonathan, what's up, dude? Yo, what's up, everyone? Thank you again for tuning in. Much appreciated. And uh, man, let's recap. Let's uh, let's talk about. Did everyone get an invite to Chris's birthday party? Ooh, <laughs> make you know sure. what? The funny thing is, my wife told me about it, and I'm like, "Ain't no birthday party happening." He hasn't told us anything on text. Um, and he's like, "Yeah, look," and I'm like, "Oh, damn!" And I didn't even get like a notification or anything. I missed a lot of those things. I don't know why. Yeah. My, my Facebook account is weird. As I was reading the description, I was wondering if he wrote that or his wife wrote that. I'm pretty <laughs> sure a hundred percent that his wife wrote that. No, that was that was that me. was you. That was, me. That yeah. was you. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you did. You went to Google. You type in party description and you copy and pasted it right there. <laughs> honest, it was no, honest, it was clean. Honestly, honestly, that was all me. Like I, I was I'll just trying to up, think man. of. Uh, I was just trying to think of things that like. To not one to just kind of be funny and two just to give people ideas of what they can wear like because we're gonna since we're doing an 80s party i wanted to give people some some ideas hey uh uh party man chris is differently than regular chris all right that, that's what he's trying to tell us <laughs> <laughs> welcome to a life of a cg trainer where we have to make something sound exciting yeah <laughs> hey guys do you want to come to a party where you can X, Y, and Z and X, Y, and Z? How does that yeah. sound? Yay. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. So about the party, there's going to be three dudes showing. We probably should just show up together. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Vic, you should probably pull us, pull up, pull up in a minivan, pull up me, <laughs> go get Ian, just roll up your cruise together. Let's because go, man. Oh, yeah. I'll pick Mom guys are gonna up. be on a uh, babysit uh, babysitting duty. All wearing shorts too small and shirts even smaller. Crop top and baby. <laughs> fanny pack. I'm ready to go. Yeah, I got a fanny pack. I'm gonna try to get. I'm gonna go to Goodwill. And try to get one of those uh, jean jackets. Oh, he's trying <laughs> to all out. Jean jackets, go you know. <laughs> Goodwill. No. I was gonna get a fanny pack. Like I found one that was really good, and then I couldn't find it anymore. I don't know what happened. Like because I had accidentally exited the page and i just cannot find it again but i, I might have one somewhere else so i'm, I'm checking a big one. old clock and like put it in as a neck and like you know labor play i think that was a little more show, 90s. Watch show i thought yeah. it was like late 80s so i don't know it might have been 90s right yeah so late was... 80s like that's when like raps took off yeah got you man hey let's do a little recap how was y'all's week Oh, so it's busy, man. It's been busy, man. Um, been busy uh, with uh, uh, franchise Cam Gladiator. Things are turning up. Um, so getting new people in, trying to get new people to try it. So been out and about and then just getting ready for this baby, man. I got nine days, fellas. Nine days. Baby is coming. Uh, uh, today. Uh, she's today coming we went, in four. Yeah. Today we went to uh, Mount Bunnell. 
to walk the stairs and up trying to get that baby just to clarify <laughs> not the hospital not the hospital so i made a post i just said babe uh, what is it trying to get this baby out trying to get this okay. baby out. that's all we read yeah, trying i like to get this baby out i dropped my location just mount bonnet but a lot of people thought like i was having the baby already well i look um trying to get this baby out and not straight because it, there was no pictures it's like a you just dropped the location, so yeah. I didn't even like bother. And then I look at the first comment. It says, "Oh my god!" And I was like, "Oh yeah. shit!" I yelled, "Babe, <laughs> That's funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So false alarm. No, no baby actually yet, but it's just trying to. So the oh, baby's shit. actually like on its side. It's not like okay. breached to where it's supposed to be. So she's doing all these things, you know, walking uh, on the bouncing ball thing. Uh, and doing all these type of things, raising her hips up so the baby can move. So doing all that right now. All right, man. So you're um, nesting with your wife. You still got my drill and haven't brought it back. Uh, I just got it on Sunday, <laughs> and she gave me another project to do. So I was like, dang. So when I get on the road, she takes advantage of it because oh, I, I told sure. my campers, I told my campers this that I feel like a man doing these, doing these, with the drill, like and stuff like that. But the reason why I don't I don't like to do that kind of stuff, because when I growing up, my dad put me to do so much stuff that felt like a chore. Yeah. So now as a grown up, I'm like, I try not to do it because I'm like, it feels like I got that like chore, like, oh, it's a chore when, you know, I'm in control now. But <laughs> hey, mm -hmm. speaking of, is there anything that y'all do that makes y'all just feel more like a man? Like I told you, when I fixed the lawnmower, like I felt like the manliest man. Is there anything in particular? Probably just construction. Like anytime you assemble something or like or like build something, like like when you accomplish something, basically, it makes you feel good about yourself. I would say the few times I worked on my car. <laughs> yeah, that's a chore for me. I don't even do that no more. That's different for you, yeah, because no, you did it like a chore, the... brother. I did it for a living <laughs> for eight years and. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, man, I had a moment <laughs> and I caught myself. Uh, I got my oil change done at this. this it's convenient. It's right down the street, half a mile. Vaveline, Vaveline. I don't know. It's a quick place. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, joint yeah, right yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, just right here by the crib, man. So there's some young kids there working, grinding. I'm just watching them being systematic. They're just getting things done. They look like they're really loving their job right now, right? And uh, I'm just going to talk car. You're not supposed to get the car. You're apparently supposed to just sit in the car while everything happens. Yeah. Oh, I'm, yeah. I, I got out the yeah. car. I was like, where do I sit? He's like, oh, you're supposed to sit in your car. He's like, but you're cool, though, because we started chatting. You know, we started chopping it up. And um, one of the guys was trying to take off my hubcap. He had the wrong screwdriver. He was trying to rotate my tires. And he was on a struggle bus. And he was about to scratch up all kinds of shit. <laughs> and I'm looking at him, and I see a tool that he got. I'm like, bro, in my head, like, damn, you got the wrong tool, homie. <laughs> and uh, he calls for help, but the dude's not, he can't listen. Like, he's grinding, doing his thing. I was like, hey, man. I was like, let me help you out. That way, if you scratch it, I ain't got to get in your ass. If it's on me, let me do it. <laughs> and he's, I was like, but let me tell you how. It's like, hey, man, you, you got the wrong screwdriver. You need something a little thinner, whatever the case may be. He's like, oh, I, was, I was like, I don't think I have anything lighter. I was like go just go get me something smaller and he's like have you done this before i was like man for about eight years and then so i brought up the topic about yeah i popped it like one second there you go brother and then he's like hey he's like you used to work on cars like yeah honda he's like i just bought my car from a honda man he's like you know during your eight years he's like why'd you stop 
And I was gonna be a jackass. Like I could have, I was like, man, fuck that shit. <laughs> like on the cool. Like I saw the route it, it was going, and that just wasn't my calling. Um, I was gonna say, man, it sucked. Like <laughs> I didn't, you know, but that was just me. Kill his so I, dreams. Did, I did not, I did not put that on him. And yeah. I just said, hey, I I found I found a different passion. But that's my first thought. So thankfully now I don't speak off my first thought anymore. <laughs> I, I now you know um digest it before i speak and i could have crushed that man's soul man i know he was like enjoying <laughs> the, you know working the cars with his buddies and i remember that feeling right so hey man let him do his thing <laughs> yeah chris what's up man tell me about the week yeah so this past week celebrated my my birthday um so friday night just went out to dinner with the wife just kind of hung out. Uh, my parents had mentioned going to, to Cheesecake Factory a couple of days earlier. So I was like, that sounded good. So, Because I, I was really craving some cheesecake. So we ended up going there. Um, nice. And then Saturday, I went to... Uh, first, we went to Rainy Street for a little bit. Hung out with a couple of friends. Met up with them. Hadn't seen them in a while. Uh, and then we ended up going to the inaugural home game for the Austin FC, which is, which is awesome. Like, I mean, Matthew McConaughey was getting everyone riled up at the beginning. Right. Like, for like 10 minutes saying the same thing. I was like, <laughs> it's, it's going to end. Yeah, like, no, yeah, like I was, I was like, how the hell do these people already know the, the chance when it's the first game? Like, how does everyone know what, what to like, say? They've been practicing. <laughs> you haven't seen that? On Twitter, no, I I on Twitter, yeah, they have like practice uh, days, like once a week. Somebody's oh, really? coordinating that. <laughs> uh-huh. Somebody's leading awesome. that up. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was. I mean, that was a cool experience. So like, it's yeah. kind of to be part of like Austin's history, at least when it comes to sports. Um, and then, yeah, yesterday I just spent the whole day like getting credits for for my work. Like I need to. I mean, you have to keep up your certification you have to get a certain amount of credits every couple of years and like i've been i've been i had been slacking a little bit so I, yeah i was like i hate doing them so much so i just put it off the last minute and just knocked out a lot yesterday yeah. well man congrats and happy birthday again brother we'll celebrate we'll go ham in the paint this weekend is it friday or saturday saturday saturday, saturday. saturday. Yeah. mr ian what's up brother mr oh. security yeah, I Top got a flight. security system set up today in my crib, so uh, you ain't breaking in. You can't come in. Uh, the code is <laughs> <laughs> you not important enough. Um, what? Oh, today Steph and I got our marriage license, so we're gonna finally do the bit, do the damn thing. Don't know oh, how we're gonna congrats, do it yet. Bro. Oh, nice! Congrats. Uh, you brought up been... that conversation first. Right. Uh, what's funny? <laughs> How'd that come about? What's funny? You, you know what? Uh, put a ring on it. That, that'll be a conversation outside the podcast. It's, it's actually pretty go. funny. There you go. <laughs> but Smart no, we, we've we've been engaged for a handful of years now, so it's I think it's time to finally. I'm trying to break records on that. Like <laughs> lock it down. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going oh, strong, um, brother. Other than that. Just chill, enjoy my last couple of weeks. I actually go back to work next week. So I was about to mention that you're uh, instead oh. of nesting, you're nesting in your head to get back to work. Yeah, I mean, low key, I've been kind of itching to get back. I kind of miss it. Just kind of have yeah, some some something. structure. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but I, I'm still blessed that I get to work from home. So I'll still be here, able to help out when I can. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a blessing right there, like 100%. And- yeah. Uh, and that, I guess that's really it. Just been chilling, kind of getting, I don't know, not really on track, but just enjoying, enjoying the moment, I guess you could say. Well, that's good to hear, brother. Uh, I'm excited for you to, you know, get back in a groove of things, start feeling good. I know it's going to be hard. It's a newborn life, brother. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's newborn life. We're still adjusting on the fly. We're like, we're just adapting mm-hmm. um, because, you know, it's hard to get in a routine because babies really don't have routines. You can get in the best kind of routine you possible, but they flip it up on you all, all the time. And my last just four days have been just turned upside down with two kids sick, like, Never have I ever had to deal with two babies almost just sick. And so it's like a marathon. It's like you maybe I'll get an hour of sleep. Maybe it's half an hour. Just so it, I don't know. Right. It's being sick. So that's been my game. But it's honestly, um, Desi's strong. Like she puts everything on her back because she knows I need to continue to grind with our franchise right now. It's a big moment for us. And it's a big moment for our team. And it's a big moment for me to keep pouring into myself and not saying oh, I'm tired or I'm fatigued. Right. So. I've been I've been on my A game with fitness, with the business, with um, you know making sure I I care for the wifey, and I feel amazing as you can see. Look at the I'm gallon a day. I'm feeling good. I'm Damn. feeling on point, guys. Food prep has been done. I'm growing it. You go in my fridge, just some some freaking rice and uh, right <laughs> ground beef, and I just put it together, slam it, move on. Um, but honestly, I feel great. Looks like you squatted today, too. I found <laughs> that was yesterday, and I'm so bro, I'm weak. <laughs> Ever since that ankle injury, I really haven't messed with it. And yeah. now the bar feels like death. Everybody remembers <laughs> if you don't use uh, it, you lose it. Yeah. Well, I was I was at like 375 squatting. Two 185 feels like death. And I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> Game Body on to shake. Game yeah. on. Hey, anybody knows this experience more than anybody. It's Mr. Ian. Ian gets strong quick. And then bar feels like death. (laughs) So, yeah, man. Um, So, real quick, um, crazy topic. Um, 90s. The 90s uh, fashion is coming back. Are y'all aware of this? Jorts. I I mean, it's been back for a while. It's been back for a while. But I'm seeing it more, more now. And when I look back at you know 60s 70s 80s they all had like a cool fashionable you know style like they're very when i was in the 90s i was always all like man our fashion sucked even looking back before the trend started happening i was like man like 90s sucked as far as fashion like if you watch the old school like american pies you watch all these movies it's like they just threw something on that was baggy like it wasn't really no rhyme or reason it didn't even look cool yeah and for now, somebody, I don't know who started it, but somebody brought the 90s back and Desi's like, skinny jeans are out. And she tried to throw away my jeans. I was like, whoa, mm. whoa, <laughs> back off my skinny jeans. Bro. <laughs> uh, are y'all feeling the baggy pants? Are y'all feeling like the, just the throw on whatever? You, I don't know what the style no, is. I ain't going to grab them no more, man. Everything's like fitted. fitted. The, you know, Custom, I bro. should. Yeah. Yeah, I remember the wearing baggy clothes and stuff. But at the Jinko, bro, I look back. I'm like, oh, <laughs> are the Jinkos back, bro? I forgot about Jinko. Are the Jinkos back? I don't. I don't think they'll, they'll ever. They didn't bring back the Jinkos. <laughs> uh, those are dead, and for good reason. Well, if anything needs to come back, it needs to be the Jinkos because they were a staple, brother. <laughs> <laughs> 
corduroy yeah. uh, pants. <laughs> corduroy pants. The corduroy, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like jackets. some of the stuff, some of the stuff, like when you see people wearing it, like it works for some people. Uh, they know how to pull it off. Um, there's certain types of shirts or certain types of pants yeah. that work. But overall, the the fashion in the 90s was was pretty rough. I mean, yeah. you had like a lot of flannels and stuff, which is still popular. But it was like you said, it was a lot baggier. The pants were obviously baggier. Everything uh, was just loose. And it wasn't like a big loose. It was like in the in-between where it's like, ah, did maybe you didn't wash it. Like maybe you put it out your your, your basket. <laughs> Everyone pulls out the basket and you just pick and you threw it on and you that and that's how you wore your your clothes it's rough i don't know desi went and go went ahead and bought some baggy pants she was like how do i look in them i thought oh you look phenomenal but i was all like uh, i don't know if i can get down with this i know like oh yeah i don't really like she bought baggy pants like how, yeah she bought the yeah. baggy pants man i was like uh yeah like they're, they're, they're kind of like baby i'm sorry they're kind of trending back to like mom jeans and yeah, I was like, yeah, uh, uh, sorry, scratching my head. I was like, yep, baby, you look great. <laughs> so let's go. All right, guys. Hey, let's 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 throw it down. Let's let's get some learning because Oprah is the queen. Oprah is the real deal. Uh, Oprah is man, an idol. She an is like the yeah epitome of self-development and spirituality and a higher being and higher conscious and giving and purpose and being grounded and man after like researching about her i think i'm gonna get a tattoo of her on my left butt cheek bro i think like she belongs <laughs> on my body all right just of get all the places o. get the all o. places <laughs> oh what well, we should yeah. call her what's her what's her real name um Orpa? Or, Orpa, Orpa, yeah, Orpa, Orpa. I didn't know that until <laughs> I didn't know that either until I read I was, it. I was today. Like, oh, she, she changed the name. <laughs> All right, so hey, let's jump into it. We're gonna be speaking about uh, Oprah, and you know, early beginnings. You know, her childhood, growing up, what she's accomplished now, and you know, and some quotes, and maybe some learning some learning topics that we can pull from Oprah because there's so many that we can just discuss and debate that. Uh, it can literally just take over the podcast, but we do always want to cover early beginnings, the career. So that way you can have just always a better understanding of that. You can become who you want to become. You just have to make that decision. Right. And so, man, pop it off early beginnings. What was Orpa's life like? Yeah, it was it was I didn't know. I mean, I knew she was poor, but I didn't realize how poor she was growing up. Like when she was born, like her mom moved up to to Milwaukee while she stayed with her grandma for the first six years in in Mississippi. Mississippi. And her grandma was yeah her, yeah her, her grandma was so poor that she would make dresses out of potato sacks for her to wear, and she'd get made fun of because of what she was wearing. Um, which yeah, I was like, I mean, I've heard of I've heard of a lot of poor people, but I've never heard of anyone. We're in a potato sack. So I didn't, uh, I knew nothing about Oprah's early beginning. I knew Oprah now and what she is yeah. currently doing. Um, Vic, do you find anything about her growing up? Um, you know, other thing what you guys said, I mean, really humble beginnings. Um, you know, uh, I didn't I didn't know she was she grew up again that 
um like in poverty that much but she moved a lot too like it was a lot of yeah. change uh happening she never really had like like a stable thing going on she moved from her grandma then to her then remove her dad and stepmom and then unfortunately um a lot of uh traumatic things happened to her at a very young age um you know uh, this either man tell me yeah so so she was sexually um abused by family and friends for years um so that's yeah, starting like, at nine years old all right nine years old that's crazy um and so uh so that part there was was crazy i think i knew that but i don't know like how long i thought it was just maybe one instance or something like that but it looks like it was something repetitive so that um that in, in itself just to come Soul out of crushing, that bro yeah yeah so talking that's, about guards scars mental scars issues like man the drama the trauma right yeah, um, I made it know. worse is her family didn't believe her when she brought it up, like in her oh. mid twenties. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dang. Um, but I did, so I didn't get it to confirm or find out right, but she got pregnant at age fourteen. Was yeah. it because of uh, abuse, sexual abuse, or uh, that was? That? I don't, I don't think so. Um, at first that's what I was thinking, but then when I was reading it, it didn't seem like it was from abuse. It was just like an unwanted pregnancy. Uh, um, and then the baby ended up being born premature and didn't make it. Um, and I think after that, she had said that she had vowed to not become a mother because she didn't have a, a good, like mother role model growing up. Well, I think her, her dad had, uh, I just watched an interview. Her dad says, this is your restart. This is, this is a, your new opportunity. Right. And she took that with, you know, everything that she could and to really you know turn it around for herself yeah and that was when she moved in with him the second time i think correct yeah it was the second time so just coming from her parents side um they're very strict right so once again there comes this strict parenting's rules guidelines enforcement that we see a common trend of um i don't think we've interviewed somebody who didn't have strict parents as far as not abusive, like strict parents, but strict parents, and like there's some expectations of you that you need to follow and you need to hold yourself to a higher standard or there's going to be some uh, repercussions, right? Which, which is fair, right? You want, you want to bring your children up to have certain standards because without standards, you're just kind of walking through life, right? Not really mm-hmm. caring. And so there, there's a common trend there. So let's talk about as far as going into... Um, career where did it start for her did you you guys know that she really didn't know she wanted to be in tv yeah no i didn't know that um but i did see like it all kind of started once she won that was a miss black teen uh tennessee or something like that pageant yeah some pageant yeah the beauty pageant uh she got recognized by a radio station while she was still in high school and she was working with them um kind of like almost like an internship but i think it was, she was getting paid for it and then she did a couple of years in college as well and then yeah just kind of took it from there so during her careers she she obviously was just like i guess she experienced some patterns from you know moving place to place early on and now she was kind of doing the same thing with her career like she would go here 
for not like just a short period of time, she would go in there and put in her reps, put in her years, hone her craft, and then she would move on. And she speaks about this, why she kept moving on, because she was uh, searching for her dharma. And then, um, Ian, I know you're reading uh, Think Like a Monk. I don't know how far you got into it, but your dharma is your calling. And it's, it's your soul kind of guiding you to where you want to be in life. Everyone in life is searching for their calling. Like that's why people go to college, right? To figure out what they don't want to do, to hone their skills, to go for what they think is their calling, right? They're searching for this um, this moment for themselves, this destiny that I think we're all, which is why we're doing what, what we're doing right now is we're searching for our destinies through self-development. And um, she always listened to her soul. And she asked herself, is this right for me? Right, because you can always rationalize things in your head, you can always justify, but you always at the end of the day have this gut feeling, is this right? Like it's there, but some people choose to listen to it and some people choose not to listen to it. And I want to, you know, give a quick an example or for you guys to maybe give an example. Has there ever been a moment in your life where you knew in your heart, like in your soul, it was speaking to you that you shouldn't have done it and you did it anyways, and there were some repercussions for it? Maybe like a switch mm -hmm. careers or or vice versa. Your heart was telling you to do something, but your mind was all like, don't do it, don't do it. But you did it anyway. And then there were some um, some achievements from it because you were listening. You're coming from your heart instead of your head. Huh? I think for me, two things is, is, is kind of we mentioned the first time is you did something that you probably shouldn't have done. Um, your so heart was telling you no. Right. Uh, yeah. So one of these is for me was, uh, dropping out of college. Um, college is not a problem for me as far as going to college, but, um, like my son was in the way. Um, and then, uh, all these pressures of like providing and, and, and all these things like in my mind. Right. And I really didn't have anyone like to guide me and stuff at the time or give me that, like that, that, uh, advice or whatever um and so when you're young you think everything is oh i gotta do this and that you don't think long term type of thing so that was me i would say my gut i was like man i should stick this out here in college i think it will benefit my family you know going forward yeah. but to me i was a little short-sighted so i was like oh no i gotta i gotta go work you know i gotta do that right you started rationalizing things yeah. in your head right Any, right anybody else have a an example vice versa right or maybe so Vic was speaking about not listening to his gut. Have you guys had an experience that maybe you did listen to your gut, but your mind was like telling you that fear that no, 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 but you did anyway and something great came out of it? Either or? I got any experiences? No, I've, I mean, mine's kind of the same as, as Victor's. I like should have pulled out, but you didn't, and I'm playing. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> anyway. No, definitely dropping out of college. Uh, I, I, you invest so much time, money, and, and effort into it. And uh, it got hard, and then life changes, and I become a sole provider. And, and I'm kind of the same mindset. I kind of have to work. I have to provide. So I put everything on the back burner when my, my gut was telling me, you can do all of it. My mind was telling me, just focus on this one. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, I have student loan debt and no 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 degree to, to show for it but uh i'm still young i plan to go back and at least get one piece of paper 
There you go, brother. Um, yeah. I would say, I'm trying to think. Like, let's say maybe like when I was in track and field in high school, um, I was a jumper and <laughs> I did not want to do the triple jump. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Hey, I, used to, I used to be able to jump. Yeah, but I think not anymore. Mosquito went in my nose, brother. Dang, I think he came to my house after. That was weird. <laughs> he went Anyways. <laughs> just, yeah, like, so like I I did remember trying to do like in practice, I was trying to do the triple jump and I decided like I don't like this, I'm not gonna do it. But then um my so I didn't do it my my junior year, because uh, that's when I started was junior year. And then um senior year I just got thrown into it because they needed someone to do it. There was no one doing the event. I was like, really don't want to, but I'll, t- I'll like, I'll take one for the team. I'll do it. And then I ended up doing really well um, for without having any form whatsoever. And then, so I just started, started doing it as like, I ended up being my best event. Like I ended up being the best on the team as far as triple jump goes and was just, learning from other coaches from other schools because we didn't really have a real jump coach. And not only did I improve dramatically, like they, they liked my initiative, like, and asked me, actually asked me to coach the the next, like for the next three years after that. Oh man. Can you imagine if you would have done it just that first year? Right. Yeah. Like what you know, I could have, I could have been, yeah, I could have been so much better. Like, the impact you could have done yeah. if you coach. Yeah, no, definitely. So what comes across from my examples is I don't ever listen to any rationalization. <laughs> I always listen to my soul and it's something I've always done, which is why it looks like I take big leaps, but it's never really because in my heart, I always follow my heart. Even when it seems like the odds are against me, right? I quit my job, cold Turkey to start a franchise. Cool. You sold my house off of just one moment that I listened to a podcast and everything came together. Um, I've always followed my heart, right? Because you, we can justify things in our head and if long enough, you'll start to believe these lies. Those little people talking in your ear. I, I don't know. What do we call those people? There's actually a Disney Disney uh, movie that we just watched. Marco. Hmm. Silencio Marco. Oh, Bruno. Silencio Bruno. Silencio <laughs> Bruno. There you go. Silencio no, Bruno, dude. right? Yeah, I watched yeah. that. Yeah. Glad. Yeah, silence it because man, that dude will talk stupid to you and start making you believe that you're not good enough. And so nobody taught me this. I just don't listen to my mind. <laughs> I don't listen to my surroundings, my peoples, my friends. Because if at the end of the day, whose life is it? Yours, man. It's it's your life, man. At the end of the day, it's your life, and you got to follow your heart. And Oprah speaks about you know her career changes. And it was because she was following her heart the entire time, even when the odds were against her, even when her bosses said, don't leave, don't go towards this. You're not going to make it. You're black. You're, you're a woman. Uh, they're racist there. Whatever adversity she came across, even she knew what she was walking into. She believed in so much in herself and her heart was saying, just go do this. And so that's what I wanted to pull from this conversation. Just that piece there, because we started seeing a trend with her moving careers. And so if anybody's listening, I think that could be a grasp right there is you just have to listen to your gut because your gut is telling you to do these things and most likely for a great reason, but people aren't acting on it. We know we need to work out. Your gut is telling you get off your ass and go work out. 
but we're not acting on it. We knew we need to be there. studying. We know we need to be studying. We know we need to be doing our homework. We know we need to be, you know, improving to make it to the next level. Like we know we need to be doing something, but your heart, you're just not acting on it. Like your heart's telling you, but you're not acting on it. And so, man, that, that just wanted to pull that. I think that, that was just a, a good part to pull since we were talking about her mid careers, but as she was transitioning into her next phase of life, um, she was a reporter, right? We knew that. Yeah, newscaster. Reporting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to go through that real quick. Yeah, in the eighties, right? So that's where that was pretty much like her uh, her start in TV, right? In TV, so worked for a couple of uh, TV uh, and, uh, was it news stations? Things worked in Nashville, Baltimore, and then uh, ultimately uh, she moved to Chicago. That's kind of where everything kind of took off of there, right? So, yeah, it, it took off. But I want to pull and extract another part. Is she starting in reporting? She did reporting jobs, and she didn't like reporting. She didn't like reporting the yeah. news, right? Because she just had such a big heart. She had all this sympathy and empathetic towards these people, and she really couldn't. Yeah, she didn't like the objectiveness of it. She wanted to, like, talk about her her beliefs and and um just like express how she feels about certain topics and all that she got demoted so how does she fall into where she is now she you know now she's interviewing people and yeah we'll get to her she gets to pick what she wants to use on her platform but the whole reason she is oprah is because she got demoted a door shut on her a door necessary that needed to be shut or else we wouldn't have gotten Oprah. So this door, they demote her and say, Hey, you're just, you're, you're really not cutting it for a news reporter because then everybody wanted to be an anchor. Everybody wanted to be the 10 o'clock. Everybody wanted to be on the news. Right. So she got demoted. She started doing a talk show, which was their demotion. And uh, then she knew right there that she was going to be a talk show host. Right. And so then she started following that Dharma and that led into, you know, her going to Chicago, doing a TV show, and really just blowing it out the water. Yeah, she revolutionized talk, uh, like like daytime television, uh, when it comes to like those talk shows. The, what was the reason? What separated Oprah? She spoke about this. What separated Oprah from any other television show? Well, because at that time it was a lot of just like garbage TV, just like, um just nonsense and she started focusing on like on issues and she was and she was like doing her self-help stuff and like encouraging people and just kind of brought a different energy to television that had never really been seen before she brought purpose driven information that could impact the world that was a secret sauce that oprah did and she had gotten to a point where she wasn't being told what to put on her TV show anymore. She was actually telling the producers what she wanted to be on the TV show. And she used this one, um, this one process to kind of filter what she wanted on her TV show. And she said, don't tell me what it's about. Tell me your intention about what you want us to put on. She's like, when we lead with intention, then I know if it's purpose driven 
and then we could put put it on the platform. That was the secret sauce. Is I don't care who's coming, what is their intention, and does it follow my heart, my calling to have a better, impactful life to give to the world, right? That's awesome. Um, I didn't know that that piece, um, but I mean that that really kind of resonates as far as you know why her show or why her personality in general is um, uh, so, so impactful for so many years to people. Um, so people tuned in and she took over at that time when she started and took off. There was another talk, a talk show host that was also pretty popular at the time. Um, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Donahue, I forgot his uh, first name. But um, and then when she came to the scene, she just took over um, and just, um, just blew him out the water as number one uh, daytime uh, talk show host. And I think because we just said, I think when you when you lead life with purpose, either in your career, you know, in, in your in your family circle, friend circle, just everywhere, I think you kind of never go wrong. Right. I think that's why when we first, I think, got together to do this podcast, we went through our, you know, our mission, our purpose, you know, why do we want to be all that stuff? Because and actually, it's one of uh, Oprah's like one of uh, eight life lessons is to d- decide what you want to be and then and then be passionate about it. Right. So those two things are what kind of drive her. And, and like I said, that comes through her personality. And, and again, if it's purposeful, you impact other people. Um, so uh, it is awesome. Um, and so and I think we all can kind of learn from that. Sometimes, like Jay was saying, we tend to rationalize some things and sometimes we might make the wrong choice. Right. Um, it can be in anything, career relationships. Right. Um, moving to another, you know, a new city or whatnot. The grass is never greener on the other side. But if you follow your calling, your purpose, even it might be some rough patches down that line. But if it's where your heart is, ultimately, it'll lead you to good things. Even if you make the wrong decision, who said that was the wrong decision? Yeah. That wrong decision could open up that new door, make you possibly closer to your calling. Man, it's, I, I speak, I love, here's why I love Oprah so much. She, she defines her success, not by all the things that she's, she's done in life. I wouldn't say define all her success. She has given, um what's the best way to put it the reason why she's successful is before this one reason to one reason only i think i know what you're going with what am i going let's see if you can answer let me see <laughs> if i yeah why I is she it. successful anyway listening call out loud why is she super successful she said she said be thankful for what you have you'll end up having more if you concentrate on what you don't have you will never ever have enough I don't know if that's what you're going with, but that's what it was I, actually. It was actually self-development. Oh. She lives life from inside out, right? She lives life from growing, from honing her skills, from becoming this higher being, higher wisdom, this constant search that she's still searching today. Why she's able to make all these decisions, why she's able to think consciously in the moment and stay awake and not let her mind, her thoughts override her inner soul she her purpose literally revolves around her being so selfish pour so much into herself that she's able to make and give others so much more 
and it's all derived about self-development and what do we do guys like self-development is preparing you for that next opportunity her you know luck is in her quote luck is preparedness meets opportunity so she constantly self-develops she constantly is in this higher spirit she says every day i work on one thing and that's staying awake and she what she meant by that she even said it is i practice spirituality now that's not religion don't get confused with religion she even said that so that can be a little confusing why she kind of veers from that word um spirituality but what do you do for yourself to make you better is how she put it and that's what we do every week we don't know but right now we're preparing for that next moment in life that next opportunity she says the people who are successful at the highest level all the greats were preparing inside first because destiny calls on everyone everyone has a destiny everyone has this calling but few people hear it because they never find themselves first and that got me right there that's why i love oprah because this is exactly what we're doing we're finding ourselves so that way we can be able to listen to our destiny when it calls that way we're prepared and that way that we're ready for that destiny right, that pumps me up I had to like stop my run. I was on a podcast listening. I was running and I got the chills. I was like, ah, damn, Oprah. Yeah, man. I mean, she's definitely an example or one of, obviously, every time we uh, kind of research and talk about um, all these successful people, it's not really the material things that, you know, or, uh, or like no really special sauce. Everyone had to go through some self development, some soul searching. And kind of find themselves that's kind of like you know commonality not only you know other things right that's called you know coming from humble beginnings and working hard going through adversity but another um facet of the process is finding yourself and really uh finding a passion for what you like to do and then um it's kind of really going for it um but really having an understanding of your, your strengths, your weaknesses, and, and developing in those strengths and those weaknesses, and, and just become a better version of yourself. Um, and, and that's kind of something that I think, like you say, we are doing here. And if you're, if, for everyone that's listening, hopefully you're in that journey with us as well, right? So, or maybe the first time you listen to this podcast, you haven't really started, well, start today, it doesn't matter where you are. But um, uh, I think we can, things that we can take out out of it as far as for Oprah is, is that right it's that constant self-development and um and really uh uh the word that gets synergy or you know finding yourself finding something that your spirituality whatever that is right that invest in yourself just just keep that 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 constant so something she said if you don't know where to start that's a starting point not knowing where to start right or I may have said that wrong what's what's the better way to say it? Matthew McConaughey says it too no, I um, think I think you said some. I think I got it. <laughs> Which you meant to say? Yeah, I got it. But yeah. I know it. Shoot, there's yeah. a better way to say it. They say it all the time. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey says it when they when you don't know what to do. That's a starting point because you're move, you're eliminating that out the way. Yeah, there's the a better way to say it. I need somebody come in and save the day. <laughs> Dang it. Ian, you're a cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> Not knowing where to start. Is, yeah, is the beginning something like that whatever <laughs> hopefully y'all caught the grasp of that uh let's pull back um chris 
feel like I had it on my wall, but I don't. Let's extract it. What's up? Say your quote again. Let's extract it because quotes always have um, some learning opportunity from it. So she said to be thankful for what you have. You'll end up you'll end up having more. If you concentrate on what you don't have, you will never ever have enough. Oh, yeah. That was in the podcast too, is intention. She goes back to intention. If you constantly want, 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 um, you're never going, you're you're pushing it away. Your intentions are right. But when you focus on on developing yourself and showing gratitude for the things that you have, then eventually you'll pull in what you really want without wanting it. It was it was deep. What'd y'all get from no, that? Yeah, no, like um I was thinking like in the same same way. Like I mean, if you if you focus too much on all the little things that or all every single thing that you want, you're gonna kind of lose track of what you already have. And instead of focusing on all those things that you desire, like your your dream car, your your mansion that you want to have, like if you just appreciate what you have, um, more things are gonna come your way. And yeah. I need to practice that. I'm guilty, brother. Because when I go work out the gym, I see my homeboy's Lamborghini and I'm like, oh, you coming? Like I'm I'm talking to the car as I'm passing by it. I was like, oh, don't, don't just wait, Jonathan. Keep putting the work, keep putting the work. But I'm constantly thinking about like this other life that I should be living. And when yeah. I heard that today, you know, it hit me in the throat. And those are the moments that I, I truly appreciate are those humble moments, right? Where I can be like, damn, all right, I'm doing it wrong. You got to self-assess. You got to you got to come with grits like, damn, OK, yeah, I am doing it wrong. How can I get better? And Oprah said it best. And maybe we should do a gratitude journal. I don't know. Maybe that could take us to the next level. Maybe I can appreciate some things better. Right. Because I keep looking at this Lambo and I'm like, bro, teasing me over here, homie. I think we talked about this in other podcasts, I think, where you can uh, kind of lose sight. We talk about running your own race, right? So, um, and then yeah. also as far as giving back, being grateful for what you have, I think where Schwarzenegger, he talks about giving back. And I think everyone's a successful person. I think you have to have that. Like, because sometimes I think when you, you, you hit that stride to where you, dang, you're making it, right? You're like, oh man, I'm actually achieving all the things I'm also, I want to achieve. Sometimes if you're not centered and in, in like, you know, or grounded and, and think about the things you do have, the stuff actually makes you happy because material things, they're great. Obviously, right. We all we're in this material world. We need things and stuff like that. But um, but that's not like where the, your happiness is, like your family or, you know, you know, friends, your circle, whatever, you know, things that um, kind of center you. I think those are the things you got to remember and just be grateful for. So um, I do that too. Sometimes like, like Jay, like I want to achieve so many things. Right. And you're working so hard. You're like, you lose kind of sight of what you already have, what you already achieved. And sometimes the pressure gets you. I know it does to me. Sometimes I'm like, I get stressed out, put too much pressure on myself. But then I think about, I'm like, okay, take a deep breath. You got health, you got your family. You come a long way. Like, okay. All right, that you start being grateful for the things you have and like, all right, it kind of also refreshes you a little bit and you kind of puts you back in your lane. Like, all right, it kind of makes you grind more, but for the right reasons. No, you said the best. 
And I know that you're learning something on this podcast, Victor, because you keep referring to old episodes. I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, ah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot. I'm bad for forgetting stuff. What did you guys any learn anything that stuck with Oprah? Like that you learned like during this research process was like, man, this is right here. We need to speak about this is it. Cause I gave you mine. I, I think besides the self-help, um, just her entrepreneurial mindset, like she has done so many different things besides just being on TV or, I mean, not only did she have her own show, but she was acting, which I mean, it's not entrepreneurial, but she was acting on the side. And then she started like a book club that became her a magazine. And then, she, I mean, then she got her own TV anything station. She was passionate. She was about, a mogul. She, yeah, like anything she's yeah. passionate about, she created. And then, like, and then I also really love like her, like philanthropy, like, like she spent. I think like I don't know if she paid for like with her own money, but she at least raised. Forty million dollars for a school in Africa. That sounds for, way like, better. Yeah, for four hundred million. Yeah, mm-hmm. For like for these girls that are like being abused and like I mean she's I mean it just just I don't think it was all that one is all girls, but I think um or is all abused. I think it is an all girls school, but because they don't train I mean they don't teach a lot of females like in a lot of countries out there because they're supposed to stay home and do do house house duties and she wanted to change that and and she's also i mean like we mentioned earlier she was sexually abused as a child so she is like big i mean she she fights for for the children big time all over the world like i mean she she does so much for for them and like it's like i mean i trained from successful entrepreneurs they create things that could help them out with their yeah. experiences. Yeah. Right. I think that's you know, your, your calling, right? If you want to always help out somebody that maybe you've gone through that you didn't take well and that you know how to take now and you can go out and then, you know, help others. But man, Vic, you got anything in? Um, for, for me, I just, um, I mean, see, uh, I was going through some things and then, um, uh, something I came through about was uh, Oprah's like eight light lessons for success. Let's which listen. We kinda, yeah, we kind of touched base on all these things like we talked about. Um, so, we, yeah, so just, you know, decide what you want to be was number one. You know, the power of passion. We're talking about leading with passion. Passion is energy. Feel the power that comes from that. Focusing on things that really excite you, right? We we started the podcast where you know, uh, you know, Jay did you know mechanic work for years. That wasn't his passion. It wasn't his calling, right? So knowing where your passion is will definitely you know uh, give you more of a chance to success. Uh, focus on the good. That was the thing I was talking about as far as being grateful. Focus on the good. Um, so that was a good one. Number four is like need you need to change. So the more you have, you know, you need to become more. So that's part of the self-development. Evolve. Constantly evolve and adapt. Yeah. And then just accepting that we all fail. We talked about that, right? The need to fail. That's kind of how we we grow. The best Um, learning moments. Yeah. And then increase your potential. Number six. Um, And so, um, again, on that kind of self-development, like everyone has to like gifts and skills. You just got to increase and get the most out of what you have. Um, 
so that was that was pretty good and then number seven is think big um so um uh she said a quote about my future is so bright that like my eyes hurt something like that she said so like she was like (laughs) so like having vision of yourself right not not thinking small and then just tell your personal story so be transparent which we talk about being vulnerable right so it's one she does she did that on the show a lot i was telling her stories and things that you know telling her story as far as you know being uh, sexually abused as a kid stuff like that not letting you know the past right so all those things I think sharing your story can help others kind of like, you know, we're doing here. We're sharing our story. Hopefully it helps something in somebody else. Yeah. So that I mean, was kind of those eight things there that I think all, all that put together. Um, that's what of, we talked about on the podcast, right? We yeah. broke down a little bit of her life. Um, I don't like going too much into the careers and all that. That's all cool. That's all the achievements. We know Oprah, what she's done, but you know, just the extraction points of what we can take from Oprah and get back to whoever is listening, including ourselves, because I told you out of that throat check moment of I was getting caught up in what I'm going to have. I was getting caught up in that feeling. Right. I was like getting so caught up in that feeling. Y'all, y'all know the feeling of you get those endorphins when you work out. All right. You yeah. work out, you get those endorphins, you feel good. But that's when you actually put in work and you work out. I was getting the endorphins thinking about being successful. <laughs> without doing the work and I was getting caught up I was getting caught up because that was fulfilling my work well I wasn't really working I didn't need to work because I was getting that high from thinking about this life that I'm going to have so I would skip the actual production work to get me to that next stop like I text um, Chris because my gut's telling me I need to be looking at these properties because we, we haven't heard back and I keep letting them slide because I'm like, now oh, me and Chris will tackle all of them at once again. Da, da, da. But then my gut's telling me, bro, you should be looking at these properties every time they come through. But then I start thinking about my life can be getting caught up in that fantasy that I failed to look at the actual, do the actual work. And it's those throat check moments that I got to get out of my emotions, that I got to get into routine of just staying focused. Like Oprah said, just do what you need to do, hone in do you be prepared prepare yourself it's coming if you just keep preparing yourself and stay focused it's going to come you're gonna it's going to meet you where you are and so and it you're was gonna and you're gonna have some like you're gonna go through some struggles and um you're gonna have wounds um just from from everything that you go th- go through but like one thing that she had said is turn those wounds into wisdom so just take all those, those, maybe those negative things that have been happening and use it to better yourself and, or use it to propel you to the next level. I feel you, brother, man. Hey, what I had was something serious. That last, it's a disease and I feel like a lot of people have it and they're not aware of it. Um, I think Eric Thomas talked about that. I call it pre-sex. Like you just get this fantasy inside your head, but you ain't really doing nothing. But that's satisfying enough. Like mm-hmm. that's satisfying enough without actually doing the work, and uh, get out of there. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. End us. What are we ending off with a quote? I just wanted to. Oh, I just wanted to praise her uh, one last time because, like, to come from where she came from, like as poor as she was, and having all these odds against her, being African American, being a female, and to see like to become a self-made million, I mean, they say self-made, but 
become a millionaire, not based off of like inheriting money or like, or just like coming into it through the lottery or whatever, just putting in the work that she did and overcoming all those odds against her. Like I just tip my hat off to her. Like she, she's an incredible woman. Like I know I'm glad that we ended up showing like showcasing like a woman and like just because i mean we've been dude heavy very i mean the whole podcast is called dudality but it's good to see success from all levels yeah yeah sure but we're trying we're staying in our lane we're dudes right we want to help dudes that are in certain, our same situation as us are just trying to make us that next level and don't know how doing it together man that's what oprah right her calling is she's trying to help black women or black young women who are going through the same adversity as she is make it to that next level. And so we're doing the exact same thing. Um, dude, female, it doesn't matter. We're yeah, all man. just trying to grow and uh, make it to that next level, man. For sure. We good. Oh yeah. Good. Yep. Yep. I got, I do. And I don't know. It just kind of sticks with me a little bit more, just knowing more about her early life, but Oprah says, be thankful for problems. If they were less difficult, someone with less ability might have your job. Oh, deep, deep nice. stuff. So embrace say it. that again? That might have went over somebody said. Say it again. Because <laughs> it went be, over my head just a little bit. <laughs> I got thank- the concept, but I want to hear it. <laughs> be thankful for problems. If they were less difficult, someone with less ability might have your job. There you go. All right. I like it. Awesome. But as always, thanks for joining us today. Till next time. Peace and love. <laughs>